genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one coastal elven town at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Joey Rose Ryson and Caitlin Lucan from the Shadow Facts podcast. Hello. Hello. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. In the subtitles, hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And today we're talking about minute 234, which starts with uh, Bilbo saying, the one I gave you, and ends with Bilbo saying, well, here's a sight I've never seen before. Yeah, we get a good look at the the swan ship. Yeah, uh, which is a miniature, just hanging out on green screens. Oh my gosh. Is it a miniature or a bigature? Uh, I think it's it's 14th scale. Okay, so that's that's a proper miniature. So that's that's pretty small. Yeah, that's pretty small. I think I think that's what Richard Taylor says: fourteenth scale. And then there's both fourteenth and seventy-second scale miniatures of the architecture of the Great Havens. Whoa! I'm sorry, seventy-two, seventy-two scale. Like, yeah, little tiny tiny ones. Wow! I think that's what he says. I was a little distracted by how emotional I was when I was listening to the commentary. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so so Frodo and Bilbo. Mm. dutifully remembering set trivia through my tears right <laughs> right uh so yeah the one yeah. i gave you and then I'm sh- i should have liked to have seen it again and then i should have liked to have held it one last time and then frodo lies to his uncle yes i'm afraid i lost it how do you feel about this i so i don't remember actually how this goes in the book like what bilbo knows about the descri- the destruction of the ring but i f- I thought that he knew more, that he was more informed. It's been a long time since I've looked at it, but I thought Bilbo was at the Council of Elrond. Yeah, I, be- I believe yeah, he was. he was. Because initially he was like, well, I I don't really feel up to this journey, but I guess I'll go if if um, I must. And they're yeah. like, Bilbo, you're not going. <laughs> sit down. Oh my God, sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is then like, do, do you interpret this as like, Bilbo's deterioration after the after the effects of the ring or is this some seed of like manipulation oh Bilbo trying to manipulate Frodo a little bit yeah because I mean some part of like I feel like the thing with the ring is like you know like once touched by it like it's there a little bit yeah well I mean that that little bit of kind of manipulation is something that Bilbo's kind of always done, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't read it in this moment. I mean, I, I... I don't either. I think, I mean, the way the movie has always portrayed Bilbo, like even, you know, at the council, because he was not at the council in, in the film, is right. that, like, they have kept him as, like, a little bit more of a, like, sort of naive or, like innocent despite the sort of ring effects character um and he's just like really 
so he was kind of already out of the loop and he's just become more that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel, I guess, conflicted about that as an overall choice for Bilbo's character. Yeah. Of because which this it, uh, is just one moment. It, it like strips him of his agency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ultimately he's a very minor character overall in this narrative. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, cause like, they with the hobbits especially um they go to such lengths to like you know compare their journey to like bilbo's you know Mm -hmm. um because they're always like you know like look mr frodo it's it's mr bilbo's trolls and and you know especially with sam and frodo so for like pippin seeing the eagles and echoing yes like the thing from the hobbit yeah so for that i think that's why this is so sad Mm. to me because like we are aware of all these things that Bilbo has done and like seeing him like this. Um, yeah. It, I don't know. It just makes me really sad. Yeah. There's this, so it does make me sad. It makes me really emotional, but I think there's this, there's this thing in the way that they decided to write Bilbo's character arc in the movies that I think. Does he even have one though? I, I think he, he does. I feel like arc is generous. Arc is perhaps a little generous. But <laughs> He does kind of have an arc because he comes to terms with, with he kind of fairest of bumps. Yeah, he has to because he has a very quick, tiny little arc just through his conversation with Gandalf at the beginning of Fellowship. Yeah, because it's the, you know, the last five percent of Bilbo's character arc from the Hobbit into this right, story. Right, right, right. Um, and then with kind of Bilbo's state of being, we get the reverse in this minute from where Frodo has been in the last two, where he starts off in kind of this weakened, sad state, but on seeing something new he's never seen before and the idea of another adventure, Bilbo comes out of his hole and is rejuvenated. Hmm. Yeah, I, I very much felt like part of part of emphasizing his physical appearance and his disorientation about like the, the ring was to emphasize the arc of like him stepping onto the pier and becoming, you know, a, it's a glimpse of old Bilbo again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I, it makes the, the first thing of emphasizing his kind of decrepitude and his, his lack of self emphasizes him becoming himself again. Yeah. And the harder yeah. you lean into one, the more emphasized the other will be. Yeah. I think prior to that moment, which doesn't even happen until the next minute, I think, right? Um, though, is that every conversation we've seen with Bilbo feels like the same mini arc just over and over again. Like the initial conversation with Gandalf and then the conversation with Frodo at Rivendell and then mm-hmm. this conversation with Frodo in the cart is like, oh, I kind of like the ring. And then they're like, no. And then he's like, I'm going to be maybe scary or sad for a second and then be yeah. fine again. Yeah, we get that like that everything is a reaction of his to the absence of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they use Bilbo to highlight the power of the ring, like in, in contrast to Frodo and Sam. Yeah, right. Bilbo is the first time that you really see the power of the ring when he does his little like miniature transformation in Rivendell that scares Mm -hmm. Frodo. Mm -hmm. Like that is that is I think the first time you explicitly see the stakes. Yeah, 
definitely. That that's the first time you see the stakes on a on a person. Yeah. I would say that it's when um after all, why shouldn't I keep it? Yeah. Oh, with his little flash yeah. of the big eyes and stuff. Yeah. 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 In in Bag End when Gandalf. Yeah. yeah. That's that's considerably more subtle, I think. Yeah. Not that it's really all that subtle, but it's considerably it's Peter Jackson, dude, yeah. doesn't believe in subtlety. <laughs> It's subtle for him. Not yeah, the evil that's... Ian Holm bust that Ian Holm took home. Right. <laughs> of course he did. Oh, oh no. I do. I do. Do you love think he keeps moment. that next to a bust of ash from Alien? I hope oh, that God. his. I hope that his relatives inherited that. Oh man! Can you imagine that story? <laughs> imagine. <laughs> oh. But that's that's the real character arc for like Ian Holm is that like when he did Alien, they couldn't make prosthetic bust that looked enough like ash for those for those scenes and so he had to actually like stick his head through the table and act them out and then Mm -hmm. yeah and then you know however many years later getting home to take home his like his own disfigured bust (laughs) he must have been so happy i i I, do want to talk about the little scene where like frodo rebuffs him and then ian holm uh, Bilbo like kind of gently nestles his head onto his shoulder and Frodo rests his head atop of his head which is a very sweet moment and also I think highlights the thing that Elijah Wood is genuinely the best at as an actor which mm. is gently fluttering his eyelashes <laughs> as he like I, I don't mean this in a derogative way he is very good at it I I think one of the things that comes across to me uh, for Elijah Wood as an actor is that he's very good at controlling the emotion in his voice. Yeah. What do you think is going through his head uh, when he's like kind of struggling to it's just like, oh, I lost it because you can see like the face journey. Yeah. yeah, he just looks he's down at his stub journey. of a finger. <laughs> the face journey there and back again. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a I kindness. Lost it. It's a kindness. He's doing a kindness. Yeah. Yeah, because I think even in the, even without the ring currently existing, the state that Bilbo's in, being told that it's destroyed probably would have an effect on him, yeah. Would it? I think it probably that, would. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm not sure. That's what I'm like. Why? Why not just tell Bilbo? Yeah. But or at the very least, they're worried. Why that it would? didn't they tell him at Rivendell before he even came on this journey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I also know. Elrond left before him. Yeah. Or is at least ahead of them on the road. Yeah, but I mean, Bilbo has been at Rivendell for you know however long it's been since they destroyed the ring maybe okay so I'm there's been all this time that elrond met up with galadriel and Celeborn, and they did like one last hurrah road trip mm. <laughs> i have to go write a fan fiction i'll be <laughs> yeah yeah so so i, I we didn't I talk we haven't we talked about this i think anywhere write about before Celeborn. that man has no, that man has no personality he has no yeah. character who is Celeborn? Yeah. A man that gives Aragorn a hunting knife. Celeborn is it. on screen and I'm like, yes, give us nothing. Like, he is... <laughs> Wait, hold on, there's a... There's a, there's a do you, Joey, do you remember the seconds we were looking at him in this scene and there's like, like, you know, 
Hugo Weaving and Kate Blanchett are like eating up the scenery around him, and he's just staring into the middle distance. Like, you yeah, can see that there's nothing going on behind he's his eyes. He's just like, keep my face still, keep my face still. That's in the the next minute. Um, oh, yeah. But, sorry. Yeah, the... yeah it's, there's... it's better than Kirdan gets. Uh... Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about him. Yeah. So the. So the, we we haven't talked about this. So when Elrond sends Arwen away, yeah, to the to the last the last boat to the last the, the last boat last. before the last yeah. boat before yeah. the last boat before the last <laughs> boat the, the anti penultimate. Uh, yes. When it's Elrond crazy. says the last boat, he says the last boat that I want you to be on, and he just <laughs> leaves off the rest of that sentence. But to him, he's telling the truth. It's like the last right. boat that leaves today, like the same way, like in a yeah. important day, like oh, it's the last flight to. Toledo? Why, why Toledo? Oh, the, the last the... flight, I mean, like, oh, this week. <laughs> you know, all those... Right, I gotta get on the last bus today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sort of deal. All those flights to Toledo that we're all taking all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so we, so he sends Arwen away, right? Yeah. Yes. And when next we see Elrond, he is in a totally abandoned, empty Rivendell. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Bilbo must be there somewhere with just Elrond. No, oh, because... Yeah. It's not just Elrond because um, there's like the two random smiths that oh, are there the smiths, to forge yeah. the sword. That's true. That's he true. must have like an a, like assorted servants. This got him. Yeah. And then he Arwen comes staff. back. You mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> Bilbo is just somewhere in Rivendell, maybe <laughs> writing some notes. Oh my god! Can you imagine thinking about writing some music, some Can poetry, you, like, and then formal dinners that are just Bilbo and Elrond at the table, <laughs> but just. Just Bilbo's just relaxing in the fall ambiance of Rivendell. Mm -hmm. And somewhere in the distance, wherever he is, he hears Arwen come home oh my and shout, God. you lied to me. <laughs> if you look in the background, you can see Bilbo beginning to enter the frame, seeing what's happening and immediately about facing. Oh, but he's standing just outside the door listening because hobbits yeah. are gossipy oh, little bitches. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. He has a tea cup. Yes. <laughs> He's enjoying some ale. Oh, Bil Bilbo okay. walks past that scene later where Arwen has like dramatically shed her riding cloak as she goes uh -huh. to her father. Arwen and Elrond are already gone by this point. There's just the riding cloak like spread out upon the ground and like Bilbo gently like kneels down to the ground and touches the earth. Blood has been spilled this night. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened here. Yeah. Bilbo has like a blog about Rivendell <laughs> drama that he publishes anonymously. It's like Gossip Girl, sort Everyone of. Everyone knows it's yes. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, I was just, like, thinking about that. Just, <laughs> Rivendell is abandoned. Elrond and Bilbo. <laughs> mm -hmm. How have we never talked That's about That's so awkward. Bilbo wants to do the game where he, like, writes poetry and makes you guess who wrote what part of it, but it's just him and Elrond. <laughs> did you write this or did I? <laughs> okay. Um. I feel like Elrond, Galadriel, and um, uh, Celeborn are, are meeting them here because they have visited their, 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 gr their great grandchild and their grandchild down in, down in Minas Tirith. Said goodbye, and then it's just like, okay, we're piecing now. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. 
You have to see the baby. How much fabric do you think is represented between the three of them? (laughs) So much. Look at all those flowy sleeves. (laughs) Many, many pounds of silk. It's the entire budget for the costume department for this movie. Um, I do actually want to talk about clothing in a more serious yeah. I was way. I was gonna say this. Too. Do you wanna Do you wanna run Do you wanna run? Well, run just this? like the the clothing that the four hobbits are wearing, and Sam and Frodo specifically, like Sam and Frodo are wearing similar outfits in terms of like components. You know, Frodo's is fancier than Sam's. Mm-hmm. Um, his vest is double breasted instead of single, and it's like a brocade. Um. But but they both have like their trousers and shirt and vest and then kind of like a three quarter length jacket. Mm-hmm. But Sam is like in these you know warm like browns and creams and 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 Pippin and Mary for that matter yeah, are like in reds, reds and, and browns brown. too. And mm-hmm. Frodo is in like silver and gray, um, and is you know just like set apart color story wise and sort of yeah cold in that well, sense yeah yeah and also they're literally like ascribing the colors of like where they're going to go like frodo sam and mary and pippin are still of the shire and wear the colors of the shire like yeah. mm-hmm. frodo is wearing the colors that we typically see the elves wear yeah frodo is the 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 waistcoat that he's wearing is the same one that he's wearing at sam's wedding yes oh is it it looks very similar. Oh, I think the one in that scene might be, actually be white. Is it I'm, white? I'm I don't know. Maybe the it. light is different. Um, it looks very, very similar. Mm. Um, and if it is the same one, it's like baggier on him. So like you can tell that he's lost a lot of weight. Like he looks mm. very sickly. So I have a note about clothing in this minute, actually, from nice. the commentaries. Nice. Nice. Which is they had to film this scene twice. Yes. Oh my god. Because oh, the first because yeah. Sean Aston wasn't wearing the waistcoat. Oh no. Billy Boyd says it's because they came back from lunch to film it. Uh-huh. And he didn't put the waistcoat on for the costume. Yeah. And then somebody caught it too late. Yeah, no. they thought yeah. they had already like wrapped the scene and then realized. Oh no. So they had to do it again. Yeah. Um I think you're right. That is the same vest. Yeah, I just, I just went and compared looked at it. them. It is, and okay. it is the same. They are. Yeah. It's just a very pale silver that in the earlier scene with more light on it looks whiter. Yeah. And in this one, it picks up more of the gray. Um, but yeah. Especially. Yeah. Can we also talk about Frodo's very oddly positioned little pocket on that? Yeah, the pocket on his outer coat is in a, it's like in a weird spot. It's like at level yeah <laughs> yeah it's a little high it's where like when he wears a vest and keeps a ring the ring in that vest pocket that's where that pocket would be but on a coat like that that pocket would be much closer to like where his hand is and it is uh-huh. weird and awkward to have right there but i have you know. a corduroy guide coat that i think the pockets are about that high on too oh well interesting. It's, it's interesting Maybe we there's were some precedent for it then regency earlier and like lots of um joey actually knows more about like fashion and fashion history stuff than i do so please correct me if i'm wrong but a lot of regency stuff also had those like much higher pockets on guy stuff because it was like the fashionable place to tuck your arm up higher Mm. yeah um but it does i mean thinking about that it does look like familiar in terms of of that era but it looks weird too it looks weird our 
style. It's almost yeah. level with the bend in his elbow. Yeah. yeah. Very high. Yeah, it is. We can also see Gandalf's aforementioned half pony here, and it just, it looks so good. It's so, like, sleek. We don't see it from the back yet here, though, do we? Or do we at the very end? Oh, yeah, we do. At the end of this But we see minute, it from yeah. like 58. He looks, it's like the sleekest he's looked. And his beard looks mm. way less curly here, too, or fuzzy, like yeah. it did on the wagon. Maybe yeah, it's, it's just, gotten a little sleeker. Oh, he had, you know what? He had travel beard, and now they, they're mm. here. They've, like, kind of mm-hmm. had the opportunity to, like, clean themselves up after the road. So he's put a little beard oil in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh-huh. I will say I think that the old man prosthetic on Ian Holm looks worse in the fuller light. I was gonna say it looks a little better. Yeah, yeah I thought I, it looked better I thought it looked too. Be- like it looks. I'm not even talking about like how it alters the shape of his face. Text not to be the texture guy. Um, <laughs> it looks far less crusty here. Than it did yeah, in the close-ups. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I think, it's weird how people see stuff like that differently. I think that yeah. um, maybe you're like focusing on like the the wig scenario, like situation, like the little wispy. The hair looks like very fake to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I think his face looks good. It's like mm. it's like the anti Gollum. Like it looks good in the full light as opposed to like the mm. the dim light. Well, that and Gollum yeah, yeah, <laughs> his eyes look so different too. Like in the in the kind of darker lighting of the carriage. His eyes looked very roomy in a way that felt golem-y to me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. God, it really is like the nastiest, like, crypt keeper hair. <laughs> it's bad. Pippin looks really depressed here, too. At like 54 seconds into the minute. I don't know what the time, because I'm just looking at the single minute. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. Um, Pippin yeah, he just looks, looks, he looks really shell-shocked like, already. Yeah. He's very yeah. sad to be saying goodbye to Bilbo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joke's on him. Right? <laughs> I know. But, I mean, Bilbo's his uncle, too. Yeah. Distantly. Distantly. He's his, it's his relative, yeah, still. Yeah, that's true. Like, he's uh, related to Frodo through Bilbo. I yeah. mean, they're all related, except Sam. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Bilbo's Bilbo's mother is a took. is a took. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bilbo's mother is a took. Yeah. Yeah. And Tooks and Brandy Bucks are cousins regardless. Right, right. Yeah. Everyone also has beautiful, like, everyone is so, like, highlighted and shiny right now because of that golden hour light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Sam looks, like, beautiful in this scene. I know, like, the light hitting his cheekbone is so, like, striking. Yeah. I I yeah. love the design of the Grey Havens. Like, there's there's no reason to spend any time really looking at this set in the movie. Yeah, I wish but, we had uh, to I think it's beautiful. It's very, it feels like a Mediterranean island town. Yeah. Yeah, it feels um very, because you were saying, like, when we were in Minas Tirith uh, way back when, like, it's very, like, Byzantine-inspired, and yeah. I feel like mm. this is also mm-hmm. in that same vein. Right, and what they wanted to do with the Grey Havens, uh, these were, the Grey Havens were designed by Alan Lee, mm-hmm. uh, the, the drawings for this, yeah. and apparently the first drawing he did of sketches for what uh, what the Grey Havens might look like that he showed to Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson immediately was just like, that's nice. the one. Nice. Wow. Uh, and he was sketching them Our... when they were still doing stuff on Hobbiton the first time. Mm. It's so yeah. cool how much Alan Lee and, oh my gosh, the other illustrator. John Howe. Thank you. It's so it's so interesting how much, like, this is a big project. And I, especially with, like, things that so many people have touched like this, I really want to avoid the narrative of, like, 
the auteur and like, oh, it's one person's creative vision. But like, it is, you cannot understate how much of an effect they had on how these movies look. Yes. No, uh, John Howe designed Bag End. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. us talking about that ever. Yeah. John John Howe in the in in the art commentary talks about how people always give him flack for being the guy that always draws and illustrates all the dark, spiky, broody stuff in Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, not really. No, I designed Bag End. <laughs> the comfiest place in all of Middle yeah, Earth. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do people, like, live here? <laughs> I assume that they must have. They they designed the Grey Havens to be a third elven culture, visually. Mm. So, um, where... Uh, Rivendell is very much built into nature in a way that it's completely integrated and it's made out of wood, but it feels a little closer to architecture of the other non-Elven peoples in Middle-earth in the way that it's at ground level and grounded to everything. Whereas mm-hmm. Lothlorien is like up in the trees and even more integrated and like yeah. a part of nature. They wanted uh, to differentiate the Grey Havens. They made them mostly stone mm-hmm. because it's coastal. It, well, it feels mm-hmm. like it has more straight lines than we see in other elvish stuff yeah yeah like it's a little square i mean there are all these arches within the thing but the like there's a lot more like squareness without looking at a map i believe the blue hills are very close to the gray havens so that makes sense where all the stone came from yeah and the blue hills are where uh some of dwarves yeah where thorin had lived prior to the hobbit yeah beginning okay bunch of dwarves out there we do see gandalf's half pony from the back in the last second of this yeah i i I said that but oh sorry one brain brain (laughs) you can also see um all the like size doubles from the back and i sean astin's hair looks like sam's hair looks so different from the back like I think they do such a good job of like kind of continuity with that, and it just looks wrong here to me. It looks too close to the Frodo doubles hair. It's like it's, it's too, too similar. It's the wrong shape, and it feels. I know we're seeing it. It's a little darker. Like, yeah, it feels too. It's red. Too long. It looks yeah. too long. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. think that's because of the the light? Like they're simulating like a sunset. So it. Oh, maybe. I mean, I think the saturated. color is probably mostly light, maybe, but like. I agree with like length and shape. Like Sam has the shortest hair out of all of them. Yeah. And yeah. they're the you that is not apparent at all. Meanwhile, the, the wig on the Bilbo double looks better than his hair does from the front. <laughs> uh, it's a much fuller, whiter wig. Yeah. It's got that uh, Gandalf poof yeah. thing going on. I love yeah. the map behind this, um, it's, behind this boat, by the beautiful. way. Yeah, with this like Roman style aqueduct and the sunset yeah. between the two cliffs out here, mm. it's very yeah. rock of Gibraltar-y. Mm. And then we see our so first beautiful. glimpse of uh, like our beloved elf figures: Elrond, Caliborn, Galadriel, and that guy in the background. Uh, that's uh, Kirdan. Uh, Kirdan, I think it's Kirdan. Who is yeah. that? Uh, uh, he is the elf that has been at the Grey Havens. Uh, forever. He's the guy that's like the Elrond of this group of elves. He's like oh. in charge of them. Um, he also was the original bearer of uh, Nenya, the Ring of Fire, which oh. he gave to Gandalf when he arrived in Middle-earth. Are oh. you telling me that that there are 
people and stories in the world that we are not privy to? <laughs> yes. In Tolkien? Wait, I'm Tons sorry. of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Gandalf arrived in Middle-earth and met this guy and and he gave Gandalf a ring that Gandalf still wears. <gasps> I'm just I'm just Mary sensing Mary a little <laughs> He, he, uh, he gave him the uh, the magic ring of fire, one of the three elven rings, uh, when the Astari got off the boat in into Middle-earth. Uh, he met Gandalf, he talked with him, he understood that the mission of the Astari, and Gandalf specifically, was so important that it might need help, and felt that using his elven ring purely to maintain the Grey Havens was a waste of its power, and believed in the wisdom of Gandalf, and gave him the ring. Yeah, that sounds See, like love to me. <laughs> I always thought like Kirdan was just like, I don't want this. Do you want this? You can have this. Good luck. Like... Um, Gandalf is called by the the Valar in his small section of the Silmarillion that's backstory. Yeah, like the uh, wisest, the wisest of, of the Maiar. Yeah. Sent specifically by Mondos to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was handpicked by him more specifically than the other Astari. Some yeah. deep dive lore stuff. Yeah, some yeah. super deep Silmarillion stuff for you. Yeah, that's very cool. I like knowing that. I just also think that they had, you know, uh, a they made a connection. They made a, <laughs> they made a commitment to each other. It's fine. Well, so does, I mean, Gandalf also dated Saruman. Like they are obviously the, bitter. Exes in Middle Earth, like good God. Oh, no, really? Ari is just just a five member polycule. That's oh but yeah where are yeah, the, yeah. Where are the blue wizards? They got in a fight and they left. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite part of like the final scene between Saruman and Gandalf, like at the broken tower, is is um Gandalf asks Saruman if he has anything he wishes to say or to unsay. Yeah. Which is <laughs> That's like, something you say to your ex. Up, God. <laughs> Do you have anything to say? Or take back? <laughs> everyone else who is watching this conversation has to like avert their eyes yeah it's just like yeah. oops we're leaving the room except now. Thandon you, you know Thandon is just like yes <laughs> <laughs> just like looks up at Saruman <laughs> yeah I, I have a question about Kirdan yes does he get on this boat with them or does he just like chill in the Grey Havens forever it's I like, think he waits until Sam's boat Aww. I would have to the actual last boat <laughs> oh my god yes. how many boats are there <laughs> I I think I would have to look. It's either that Kirdan uh waits for the last for Sam to leave or comes back with the boat that carries Sam. Joey, I oh, personally can't wait correct. until we finish Shadow Facts and get to redo it, but with the boats of Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah. Also I did I did today uh Google like every sword in Lord of the Rings, oh, and then God. I was like, well, that's a podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do have a note about this this scene where we can see Elrond and Cal- uh, Caliborn and Galadriel and, and Kidran back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not Kate Blanchett. Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, she wasn't there. They she was she came back to to film like the do insert scenes for the close ups later for pickups. Yeah. So in this shot from far away, that's not Kate Blanchett. It's someone else dressed up as Galadriel. That's fair. Yeah. I feel not like, that you have I mean, any clue from here. Right. It, honestly, the bearing is different. It doesn't look like her, but right. I'm I'm saying that knowing already, and so I can't. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I I mean I think that woman might be a little bit shorter than Kate Blanchett. Yes. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking too. 
But I don't think that's something that anyone would notice without it being pointed out to them that something's wrong about these elves in the background. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what our podcast is for. Yep. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just another yeah, one of those that, things. That's Noticing that with stunt riders, because mm, suddenly we're yeah. like, wait a second, that's not Aomer on that horse. Mm-hmm. It's another and man. And they're mostly women. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All these women with big beards on. Hell yeah. A, a whole Riding movie. horses. Um, right? They, yeah, they're they're great. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else for this book. Yeah, I, I think... actually don't think I do either. I'm glad to know who this mystery elf is. We yeah, because we like, were talking about neither it of us, Neither of us have really delved into extended lore. Like, neither of us have read the Cimmerillion or, like, Joker Curran or any of the kind of, like, outside yeah. the trilogy and Hobbit stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we're just I like, think Kirdan is named once in the trilogy, yeah. right at the end. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, we're, we're not there yet. We're still yeah. on We'll towers, get there. So we're, we're I think he, I think he's literally only named in this scene in the book. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks for joining us today again. Yeah, yeah. we're from website But if our listeners want to continue the conversation, they can head over to the Facebook listener group, the Fellowship of the Mike. We have fun there. It's pretty active. Uh, we'll see how active it continues to be when we're done. Rip. Which is so soon. <laughs> so so soon. Um, we are going to be recording our like final two weeks. Um, so if you want to get any last minute questions, comments, concerns, uh, topics for discussion of things that we possibly have not talked about, which I guess there are a lot of because we didn't even talk about like Bilbo and Elrond just chilling in Rivendell. Right. They're, they're <laughs> odd couple back. Yeah, had. yeah. <laughs> Um, but if you have any suggestions for us to cover during credits week, uh, there that's a good place to leave them. Um, you can tweet us at LOTR Minute, uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, if we like your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out and we'll talk about your stuff. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting. We'll be back tomorrow to finish out the week. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.